You're listening to the My Vinyl Addiction Podcast with Vince G and John Seagram, a podcast for true music fanatics. Join in on the conversation and the argumentation. Welcome to My Vinyl Addiction. Uh, my name is Vince and we do this fun little thing we do here every now and then. <laughs> and um, I have my partner here. John the Seagram, what's up? What's up, man? It's been a little bit of a time here. We took a little quick little winter break, sort of. But um, yeah, man, I've been you know dying to do this again, man. It's just been, things have been hectic and life's been crazy, but it, thank God I just have albums to listen to to get me through it. It's true because um, on my side, life has been hectic as well. You know, just a lot of things work-wise and um Man, it's good to be able to come home and have a drink and put on a record and, and just listen and, and kind of lose yourself in that. So that's yeah, what man. I have to get me through. <laughs> and man, I've been dying to talk about these records with you, man. Cause like we, like I said, we had a little while to kind of listen to them. So this one was pretty, um, pretty interesting. I can't wait to really dig into this. I'm, I don't mean to cut in and cut short on this, but I'm just letting you know, man, this is something where I think you'll be surprised what, what I have to say. Okay. And you might be surprised with what I have to say. Let's get right into it. I mean, we've had some great guests on recently and it really, you know, it, it expanded and broadened like how I'm thinking about music because, uh, you know, we've had some actual people who've made some of these um, albums that we um, love, love to listen to on the yeah. show and to see the diversity of what they're listening to and, um, it's kind of opening me up to listen to new things and, um, well, cause you know, my, um, collection is crazy. I have a little bit of everything, yeah. but I feel like the older I get, I was just thinking about that today is like, I'm more of a music snob and I'm like, okay, <laughs> with the amount of years that I have left, which is okay, let's be dramatic. I, I only want to listen to what I want to listen to. I'm getting more yeah. in that realm. So it's getting harder and harder when we do these for me to accept, accept something new into uh, my collection or into what I'm listening to. Do you yeah. feel the same way at all? Yeah, honestly, because um, I've a, kind of always felt that way. <laughs> I've always been yeah. that type of person where I just, you know, I just like this music and that's it. I, I, you know, I don't really want to broaden myself too much. Like, yeah, like I do have a, you know, pretty, pretty good collection too, like pretty broad spectrum. I don't just always listen to heavy or, or whatever. Which you can kind of tell, listen to the past episodes, you know, we go from Bjork to, you know, uh, number Jean, stuff like that. Like it gets, you know, we go back and forth. And then, um, right. but I have noticed doing this podcast, I've, I've been a lot more open to giving things a chance right away. And, you know, I'm going to listen to it first. Let me check it out, you know. And even I've, I've been, uh, actually recently you just bought a couple of vinyls without even listening to it which I <laughs> haven't done before, but yeah. I started thinking like, Hey man, this is what we used to do. You know, we buy CDs based off the cover or, you know, Hey, we like that one album. So let me go ahead and, uh, and, uh, you know, get one of their other albums, see if I like it, which I got right. Genesis and, and there was three. <laughs> is that what's called? Oh, yeah. 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 And was, then there were three. And there were three. Yeah, dude. Like I kind of went through the first side of it and I liked it. Like it's, you can tell it's a little different than uh, like yeah. Foxtrot, you know, uh, but, you know, definitely still have the same feel and I was really digging in. I kind of want to be able to relax and just really put it on and just soak it in, you know? 
yeah, it's a different album, but it's one of those ones where back in the day, I remember I used to put that on and listen to it when I was ready to go to sleep. Oh, that okay. was one of the records I listened to. Yeah, and it, it really has like uh, some songs, especially on the second half of the album, where you're going to start hearing like something that it's really mellow, but then there's there's some stuff in there that's really like relaxing. There's some relaxing stuff on that album. So, but it's way different than Foxtrot. <laughs> so, <laughs> and the cool thing too is it came with a, a huge poster, like a real poster. Oh yeah. So I was like, oh man, that's so awesome. Like that's it. Like I'm so glad to still have the poster in it. You know what I mean? Right. I was like, that's so cool. You Phil Collins on your wall. <laughs> yeah. All my silly. Really, really <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into this one. Um, this week we have. I gave you something and you gave me something. I'm going to start and, and let everyone know what I gave you. Um, I gave you Kill Switch Engage, and the album is titled The End of Heartache. Oh, yeah. Some Howard Jones. And you gave me. Yeah, yeah. What did you give me? I gave you, I believe they call them They Are 68, and it's their first album in humor and sadness. Let's get right into that one. And I'm, as we always do, I'll ask you, where did you hear about this band? What is it that wanted you, that made you um, listen to them and want me to listen to it? So as uh, we talked about, we had actually a guest from the band I really enjoy, the band Norma Jean. I love Norma Jean since their first um, album. Actually, I love this band called Ludacris, actually, before. Ludacris. Um, and then had the singer Josh Scoggin in it. And then uh, later on, the band broke up, did Norma Jean, and then um, Bless the Martyr. That was like their first album, and I've loved them ever since. And then uh, Josh Kogan actually only did the first Norma Jean record, and then he started a band called The Chariot. And then he was in The Chariot for you know quite a long time. And then right when that band dispersed, he started this group, the, uh, They Are 68, just him and a drummer. And to me, it just sounded like, dude, like, he just has a passion. He just wants to be doing it. He doesn't want to stop. You know, Chariot stopped, and he just right, right away did this project. And then, so I was kind of curious, you know, like, I want to see, you know, if the singer does a band, how does that work? You know, he's just – I want to see how much he contributed to the actual band writing and things like that. But when this came out, you know, I was expecting, like, the same kind of, you know, intensity and craziness of, like, the Chariot and Norma Jean. Yes, it is heavy, but it's not the same. But I loved it. I loved to see, like, the – how experimental it was, how, you know, you just kind of, you can tell like it's so raw and dirty and you can tell they weren't, they weren't very much into editing <laughs> and going back and, and fixing perfections and imperfections, I should say. But one thing I wish I would have warned you, I don't know if this happened to you before listening is to not listen to it very loud because <laughs> I know you have a big system in your car and I know there's a lot of screeching and loud noises on this album. So I should have gave you that warning first, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't mind. It's not, <laughs> it's not a problem at all. Um, let me get into a couple of my thoughts on this record. Um, the first time I listened to it, I was very like, okay, I don't even know how to word it, but I, I just, I couldn't even distinguish anything. Like, you, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. I was just like, okay, they're loud. Uh, he's screaming. And don't get me wrong, because you know I love that style of music as well. But yeah. I just was like, man, like, I don't, I don't, I'm not getting this one at all. Um, and I've listened to it since then, maybe I'd say three more times. And the, one of the problems was it was so hard to find because I just like, it's just putting in 68 <laughs> on my music search yeah. and like I couldn't find it. And then the, the tracks like have no title. So it's just like, 
numbers R and e track one R, track two E. <laughs> and I was just like, oh man. So at this point, I actually was just listening to it when we connected right now mm -hmm. for a final time before we actually talked about it. Yeah. And I was really ready to just say, I don't like this album. But I have to say that it's growing on me. Yeah. You know, I'm giving it more time, more plays, and it's growing on me. I, I feel like um, this is because I looked up. I'm like, what is? It? And they were saying that this is more of like a. Uh, I guess it would be called what do they call it? Uh, something noise, rock noise punk, and or something like that kind or... of punk. Yeah, and I know that like when it comes to punk, I've never been into punk very much. Um, I do like bands that are considered punk, that but they're more like on the hardcore um, style. Mm. I, like I guess. You'd say like maybe downset is something like that. Um, Refuse, uh, knock loose bands like that. Yeah. But um, this band, when when he actually uh, brings it down and starts to sing, I get I get a big Nirvana um, yes. feel from it. Like the better parts of Nirvana, because I wasn't the hugest Nirvana fan. Yeah. But like when they did a song like Negative Creep, uh -huh. to me that was that was the best Nirvana. I love that really aggressive. And this band sounds like that to me. Um, what I have to do is keep listening because, <laughs> like, I, I didn't know anything about this band. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I really wasn't into um, – I didn't listen to The Chariot because I remember you always talk about those bands, The Chariot. And um, I remember Ludic Ludacris because I remember when I used to listen to um, – um, I'm, I'm losing my mind. <laughs> I remember hearing about Ludacris. Yeah. <laughs> and um, no, I never listened to them either because I think that was kind of hard to find, wasn't it? Yeah, that was like a hard that was like really rare and yeah. I don't think they yeah. really did too much like cuz I think by the time like I found out about them they were already broken up. Like I already knew Norma Jean then I found out about Ludacris and I was like, "All right." And I I think actually I found that at Barnes and Nobles too, like when I was living in Washington. <laughs> like mm. somehow I came across it and I was like I think I ordered it and then they like mailed it to me or something like that so but they, that was like uh, it's funny when I was, it's funny when I was reading about this album because they're saying that they set up a small studio and they just go in and record and they said the amps were blowing out throughout this whole album <laughs> and they just left it in like you said there's no editing yeah <laughs> and I'm just like that's kind of cool because yeah you know, it's it's just like, this is what it is. We're going to rock as hard as we can uh, from the beginning to the end and see what happens. I like that. And there's actually like on YouTube, there's a kind of like a mini documentary about it. They show him like in this small room, like he has like the couch and just has blankets. And he's saying like, yeah, he just, they let him stay there. And he just had like a couple guitars and effects. And he'd just be up all night, just messing around, seeing what did what. And then he'd write a few songs and the drummer come in and they'd be like, all right, let's do it. And. I mean, it shows. So it's <laughs> just the drummer. It's just the drummer, and then he's on guitar and vocals, right? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Did he do it. bass on there or? So okay, his like setup is pretty crazy. Where like um, he kind of has like an octave pedal, so like the bass will kind of it'll sound bassy with it, so he can turn that off and on. So like some parts you'll hear, okay. you know, like you don't hear, it, but you'll hear like sound really bassy because he's turned on like this octave and. I guess he has like a bunch of different amp combinations and I don't know. <laughs> he, like I said, hey, what's the, there's a, there's a, a documentary on what, what is it? Um, it's on um, Amazon uh, video and it's about, there's a drummer who loses his hearing. Have you seen Oh God. Yeah. That? The, the sound of metal. 
It's kind of, it kind of reminds me of this, like just the drummer and, and yeah, oh yeah, right, know? yeah, because it's them two. And then that was that that movie yeah. freaked me out, man. Because like you're just watching it, then it has that sound, like you're underwater, and I'm like, oh my god, that's so scary. Yeah. Like dude, I could imagine that feeling. Yeah, Yvonne actually we watched it together, and she's like, I hate that movie. So that movie freaks me out. Like so, that's one of my biggest fears. It is. is the way he's hearing. losing his hearing, and then you're actually they're putting you through it yes. because you can't hear as well. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, a lot of like the, or like, the a lot of the movie it has that sound. So you're like, oh my god, like you can hear what he's going through and the frustration. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. So what are your standouts on this? I mean, you can't say like a name of our song, but like, <laughs> is there any specific? parts of this album that really stand out to you or is it just in general definitely like it's funny i was wanted to make a joke about that too saying like e <laughs> the first e not the second e <laughs> um he definitely i agree with you man i i think right away when i first heard it it kind of had a kurt cobain feel to it um you know like he has that like that raspy kind of like you know way he's singing it and stuff which was really cool um my favorite though is track eight um it's called oh <laughs> But that one was, um, I think it was like when they first were coming out, they kind of released it. And then, so I was able to kind of like, um, it was a little bit different, but, um, like the way it was put together, but, um, I don't know why it just, when it comes on, it just like, uh, it's just really, you know, intense and it kind of like has like the perfect amount of like, like the way it keeps going, you know, then like, I don't know. It just flows so yeah. good. But I like how you always throws in those. Woo. <laughs> I, I agree. I think, and, and what is he doing now? Is he still making music or do you even know? Yeah, they actually just came out with a new album not that long ago. That's like the third album. So they're still, they're still doing this, okay. but they're actually on tour right now with, damn, I forgot, but I almost want to say Kill Switch actually. Really? <laughs> I think. I got to look again. That would be crazy. But yeah, um, I know they're actually on tour right now. They just started up again. So they were, they were touring with Korn recently when their last tour. So that was like okay. their big thing. Like they're all excited. And I guess uh, I saw footage at um, the last show that 68 was playing with that corn actually came out and started like spraying them with silly string and all this. Shit. <laughs> so, but yeah, I guess corn cool. was saying they really enjoyed them. All right. Well, you know what I say doesn't matter, but I would <laughs> advise our audience to go check out this record because, and if you listen to it the first time, you're just like, you know, I'm not getting it give it a couple more spins like I did and it'll start to, you'll start to remember parts. I think that's yeah. what it is about any music at this point when you could actually remember something and go back and be like, and, and, you know, Oh, I remember this part. Then it starts to, you know, sit with you. But yeah. if you just listen to it one time, you're, you're not, you're not going to like it. I mean, I don't think you would because you're going to be like, what did I just listen to? It was a lot. <laughs> especially too. Cause this album, like they'll be playing the song will kind of stop and they kind of just mess around. Then go back into it again. You know, it's not really like full songs, but like the later albums are kind of a little bit more put together. Um, they're still wild like they are now. Do they have song titles? <laughs> yeah, I think they do actually. <laughs> but like, like the second <laughs> album's really good. They did like um, a cover of a Summertime Blues, which is really good. <laughs> you gotta okay. check that one out, man. All right, I'll check that out. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, give well, a listen. You mentioned, that, you mentioned that they might be on tour with Killswitch Engage, and that kind of brings us to our um, our second. Um, record that we're going to talk about here, and that was uh, Kill Switch Engage uh, album, which is called The End of Heartache. And that album, I picked this album because, well, for one, I remember back in uh, maybe 2003, 2004, like 
everyone was using that term metalcore and like <laughs> I hate genres and all yeah. these different like you know black metal death metal you know metal this metal that it's like it's just music man and um I remember like listening to somebody and they said this is metalcore and they said other bands that were metalcore at the time and this was one of them and, and so I I downloaded this um album started listening to it and right away from the first listen this is one of those different records where from the first listen I was able to say I love everything about mm-hmm. this band and I love everything about this album um I feel like the the musicians on this in this band are are really good um I don't know it's just that this is my opinion and this is one of the albums that I think his name is Howard Jones sang on and I I I like both of the singers. Um, the other one actually came back after, but he's my favorite. And uh, the, the, I think he's on three albums and those three are, are all great in my opinion. Um, what did you think of this album? So, um, you know, I'm always about more screaming, less singing. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, that's how I usually am, but it's fucking kill switch engage, man. It's so awesome. He's Howard Jones totally tears it apart. He's so good at it at his job, man. And I think I re- was re- remembering back that on a previous podcast, we actually mentioned him too. I said, you know, oh yeah, but I love the singer from Killswitch's singing. So um, I really haven't listened to them in a long time. I think this was the album I would listen to as well when I did. Um, 2004, so it sounds about right, you know. Um, yeah. And then, but yeah, man, right off the bat when it started, you know, it's just, you know, like – it's powerful. It hits right away. It's heavy. It's, you know, driving. And then he comes in with his vocals and it just, you can feel it, man. You want to stand on top of a mountain and, and sing it just like the way he's singing it. So I love he, this. He has, album. A unique, he has a unique vocal delivery that is different, right? It's like, yeah. I, I can't even reproduce what he's doing, but it, it's, it's different. Yeah. And it works so well with the band. Like, I, I honestly don't know why he was only around for what, like three albums you said. Yeah. So like, it, it's just so good, man. Like his, like I said, it's just, it's powerful. You, it, you feel it in you when he's singing, you know? So it's just, he's like, like, I don't know, yeah. but it's like, you really want to just stand somewhere and just like scream it. <laughs> <laughs> and I've never seen this band live, but I think I would, I would really like to see them live even now. Like with, I don't, and I, I hate that. I don't remember names, but the, the other singer, I don't even remember his name. Yeah. But I have all their all their records downloaded, or you know, I don't own vinyl of all their records. But um, their their music is good. It's just a, a good all, all overall band, and I enjoy them. Um, one of the things I like about this album in particular is when it when, when I first started listening to them, I went on um, line and I found it the, the vinyl and I purchased it, and I never thought anything about it. And I was just like, okay, I, I played it all the time, but I take good care of my records, so I keep them in perfect shape and then when i went, finally went on discogs back in the day when i wanted to start selling records which i do now um it, it it rates your records and tells you like depending on what the condition is how much the record's actually worth yeah and this record i didn't realize was so rare the original pressing the one i have and it's worth <laughs> a lot of money oh, and yeah. um if, if i ever am in, in a lot of need i really could sell this one and you know get me through for a while <laughs> but uh so this is one of my prized uh, pieces of vinyl that uh, I, I'm not getting rid of. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I, first of all, I love this this album, this band, and it's worth a lot. So I'm not going to get rid of it. 
And just like you're saying, man, about like the live show, like I haven't seen them live either, but I can only imagine just like the whole crowd just singing those parts and everyone's hands up in the air. And you know what I mean? It's just so awesome. Like I said, I just remember like, you know, being younger and kind of checking it out. Then that's kind of when YouTube for me was like breaking through, you know, I was like, all right. And then my, you know, friends would be like, Hey man, you watch this video of like of them playing and stuff. And it was just like, wow, like that's just so cool. You know, like. Love them off the bat. And like I said, I'm really not huge into, you know, screaming and singing. I'd rather hear more screaming. But this one, man, you can, he does them both very well. And I really not complaining about it. <laughs> so I, I, I love, I really enjoyed listening to this, this album. It was cool to kind of go back and think. And I remember hearing this and I really want to kind of go back and hear more because, uh, especially with Howard, Howard on it, you know, I, I pretty much listen to anything he has to sing. Yeah, and if you um, get a chance, he's on. He has an, another band, which well, he's ha he's on to like two more bands. But the other one I lis listened to was um, they're called uh, Devil, you know, which they changed the name to Light the Torch. But they had like four releases uh -huh. and excellent. Same. Those are excellent as well. So their breakdowns too, man, were amazing on this album. Like I love it, just like dun, dun, like it just. Yeah, it's like back in that day, like all the bands kind of had that same type of breakdown, but it's it just, I miss that. You know, you don't really hear that too much anymore. And, and it's just so much fun to hear, you know, when you're just driving or something else and you just start bobbing your head and you're like, <laughs> like, hell yeah. And right. the car next to you is looking at you like, what the fuck is that guy? <laughs> and the funny thing about this record, this album is I cannot not bang my head when I hear it. Like <laughs> yeah. I'm in my car. Wherever you put this on, and it just it, it yeah. moves you. It's a great record, so. <laughs> yeah, man, good choice, man. Uh, I I really I was laughing because I was like, he's gonna think I'm gonna shit all over this record because I hate vocals. <laughs> all right, let's throw a, a, a random question, which we often do. Cool. Um, I'm making this up as we go, so I want to ask you because I talked about on this al album how um, I feel like the band is very talented, but I also feel like the singer is very talented. Can you name one or two bands where you feel like the band is amazing, but the singer, uh, Corn. I don't know. <laughs> Limp is oh. good. <laughs> Corn Limp is good. <laughs> no, you're not serious. So really, um, well, Corn. Really I mean, I think Corn. they could be a lot better without Jonathan Davis. Really? You don't like Jonathan Davis vocals? He's too. <laughs> I just, I don't, wow, I, don't right. I don't like it, but, um, well, Limp Biscuit, of course. I mean, I think Fred Durst, mm. I think they could have gone somewhere. Um, who else do I think? But they, those two singers just kind of fit with those bands though. Like I couldn't imagine Corn without Jonathan <laughs> Davis or Limp Biscuit without Fred Durst. Yeah. I mean, I can picture someone else besides Fred Durst, but then it wouldn't be Limp Biscuit. It'd have to be like the whole Rage Against Machine audio slave thing. You know what I mean? Like, Ew, that's funny you say that because that's what I was about to say. For me, Audio Slave, I can't deal with it because it's Rage Against the Machine and <laughs> the vocals just aren't what I expect. <laughs> it, it is difficult. I mean, to me, like, I'm a huge Chris Cornell fan. I love Chris Cornell. Um, but it's funny because I think Audio Slave is hard for me to listen to too, though. Like, I think, um, I wasn't a big Rage fan, but I think it's like when we talked about with the episode with, with Bloss, like, um, I just didn't like the people at the time who liked Rage. <laughs> so yeah. I, I instantly hate a Rage Against Machine. Like, I raged against Rage Against Machine because of the fucking fans. 
So, but how do you feel about them now? I like him now. I do like him now. I think huge talent, man. They're so good. They're fucking amazing. Um, But still, I I hate to admit it just because I still hate all the fans. (laughs) But like, uh, um, honestly, though, yeah, they're so good. Um, But yeah, at the time, I didn't really like them. So when Audioslave came out, I was like, this is what the band should sound like, you know, blah, blah, blah. But it is two different, you know, sounds. And I do feel like the band, like especially Tom, Morello got to open up a lot more and do more, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Be more melodic yeah. and stuff. So I feel like that was kind of cool for them to do. But also, like, you know, they're, they're still rage, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, yeah, um, I can't really think of any others besides that. I mean, usually if the band's good, I'm going to like it enough that the singer, I kind of, like, won't – it's not a big deal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of like, yeah, whatever, you know, but there are some the opposite direction where it's like, um, I love that singer, but I really don't like his band. So, <laughs> you know, you can't always have everything the way you want it. I love it too. Like, especially when it's, a, you know, it works the best is when it's um, the, the singer is more of like another instrument and it's not really just mm-hmm. like the singer. Like it's kind of like when I notice, like I pay attention to lyrics later, kind of listen to music as a whole first. And mm-hmm. so like, I know when it's like really good when, I, it takes me a long time to really listen to lyrics, like forget that he's even singing to me. It's just another part of the bit of the song. And I think that's, um, to me, that's a big uh, part of, you know, a great singer that's flowing really well with the band. Like who's like, these guys are just, they're just working perfect. Yeah. Together. Oh, yeah. Well, I think it looks like we, we, but we like both, both of these records tonight. Um, it's a rarity think... in this podcast. <laughs> it is rare. It is rare. But like I said, with the 68, um, I'm going to give them some more listens because usually the more I listen to something, the more I like it. Check check out their like newer albums, like the the newest one that came out. And the second one's actually really good. So I would check out those a little more put together. Cool. I'll do that. And I'm going to suggest that anybody listening right now do the same. Listen to them. Yeah, Yeah, man. Uh, Listen to the album from front to back. Front to back. Yeah. Have you, what's the last album you listened to front to back besides these? Well, like, I, I don't know if I said it on here, we're talking before, but I kind of just went on a, a vinyl spree. I was like, man, I haven't bought vinyls in a while. And I kind of bought one and then <laughs> I just started going a little crazy. So, um, I was just listening. I just got snot in the mail today. So I was listening to that right now. Didn't listen to all the way through, but I was listening to, what was I listening to yesterday? Oh, I bought the Roy Orbison black and white night. Um, it's like Ooh. the 30th anniversary. That one I listened to right away. Just put it on. It was so good, man. Uh, that guy's voice awesome. range. <laughs> that's all I could say, man. Yeah. <laughs> so much range on that guy. But yeah, that was a great. You know movie. what I listened to today and yesterday was, um, and this is a product of the show because if not, I had heard these songs, but I never thought to listen to them. Um, Super Tramp, Breakfast in America. I listened to them. Again, for the last two days, that's been on rotation. And I actually listened to some of their other music, like their older music. Mm-hmm. They're a pretty good band, like even some of their older music. So Yeah, uh, it's funny you mentioned that uh, Jeff Buckley keeps popping up on my um, uh, my um, my shuffle. And I keep wanting to go back and listen to the whole album again. I'm always like, yeah, oh, that man. album is amazing. Yeah, I was like, damn, that's so good. For me, out of this whole uh, podcast we've been doing – those are the two records that I think stand out the most to me that I 
like got out of it, like, you know, Super Tramp, Breakfast America, and Jeff Buckley Grace. Those two records, um, I, I, of course, got the vinyl for both, and I listen to them all the time. And Meek. Yeah, Meek. I, I wish there was vinyl for that, <laughs> you know? Me too, man. That'd be awesome. I would get that right away, too, for sure. I wonder if we can have them do a special pressing for <laughs> Yeah, hey man, just, just two copies. Like, yeah, it's two two. Be fine. It might be kind of expensive, but fuck it. <laughs> all right. Well, I think we've said it all. Um, we're going to be back next week with some more interesting information, and some more music. Sounds good. See ya. All right. Later.